Hi, Cole here, creator and narrator of The Town Whispers. It's been a long summer, but the leaves once again fall, and with autumn comes longer nights that beg for darker tales. And to fill those long, cold evenings, I've launched a brand new podcast called Tiny Terrors. Tiny Terrors is a nostalgic horror anthology series that is as fun as it is dark. Join three friends as they delve into a forgotten corner of storytelling history and bring to light the darker depths yet still hidden in those often untraveled corners. Subscribe, listen, and review Tiny Terrors wherever you listen to podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the fog and the trees of a town called The Fort. Events that take place in The Fort are not suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. I got the ghost of you inside of Main Street had always resembled the grainy, stained, bucktooth grin of uneven storefronts where the corners here and there had sunk and settled in the soggy ground. A casual imbalance in all things permeated each day, and each day that passed it seemed more natural that life should be that way. Eventually, it was only natural that the encroaching wilderness could drive a person mad as it called to them with stinging nettle fingers until the temptation was too much and they were whisked away into some boggy patch of peat moss to stand as still as a tree until the earth underneath swallowed them whole. It was only natural that the seemingly endless farmlands of the river valley beyond that curtain of bramble and bush that pinned the fort proper together on its eastern face, that a wild frontier harbored its own unique blend of deadly secrets born in isolation. Secrets of murder and mayhem. Secrets of worship and sacrifice. By the time Orla had returned to her family farmstead known as River Hollow, it very well could have been natural that her family should not be there. That perhaps the crag and rocky face of the plateau to the north of the woodlands had whistled through its sharp teeth. A song to whisk away her family into the night. Or that the firelights in the fog had finally scared them off. But for Orla, who'd grown up at River Hollow, the everyday imbalance in the fort remained foreign. The darkness that pervaded other farmsteads and had annihilated other families before were just a scary bedtime story. And where it might have been natural for others to return to find an abandoned farm and all family or friend absent, it most certainly was not for Orla Blackwater. Morning, Orla. 
Oh, morning. Say, Orla, I, I was meaning to ask. I'm sorry, I really don't have a moment to spare right now. Alderman Lapont is expecting me. Ah, Orla, good morning. To what do I owe such pleasure? Excuse me? Sir, Halderman, I, I came by yesterday and left word for you. I, I was told you'd be expecting me. It's regarding my family, sir. Ah, how have you been keeping at River Hollow? Rumor has it harvest was touch and go this year with the early rains. Say, I had the most wonderful idea. What do you suggest your father might think about the town council commissioning an expansion of the irrigation slough, hmm? There's a matter of taming the woodland, you know, and then there would be the matter of continued access to the roadway, but that's for another time and another discussion, of course. Well, how about it? Alderman, sir, my, my family. Your family what? Your family wouldn't be appreciative. Your family wouldn't be thankful. Oh, <laughs> come now. That's no suitable response of gratitude. Alderman Lapont. Oh, ho, ho. seems I've let myself get a bit carried away. And now I find myself offended, which is silly when you, after all, are not the person who would make decisions on the matter. But if you'll excuse me, I best be off. I have a whole host of matters to attend to. Alderman Lapont, sir, please. I've come to discuss the matter of my family. Yes, yes, come out with it already. I haven't seen my father in a fortnight. Nor my mother, or my two younger sisters, Anne and Bridget. I've not seen any of them since I returned. Returned? Yes, sir. I spent time with my cousins, the Black Leeches, out near Burns Bog. Oh, Lord. Why on earth would you subject yourself to that? Well, sir, my family was ill. I was sent away for the sake of my constitution and, and well-being. Now since returning, I fear they should have worried about their own health. It's just been me at River Hollow, and, and I... I just keep waiting, and now I'm afraid I've waited too long. They were sick? Yes, sir. Suspected ergotism. But the physician wouldn't say beyond that I know little else. Please, Alderman, I know... Everyone knows. Nothing happens in the fort without your say-so. Alderman Lapont reached instinctively for a pitted coin resting on the edge of the table where not a minute before he had shuffled papers making busy work. Orla watched, feeling the anxiety grow as the silence persisted. Meanwhile, Alderman Lapont stood opposite her, a look of dark contemplation clouding his brow as he rubbed the shabby embossed coin. It looked like no coin Orla had ever seen. The metal was darker, like tarnished silver gone nearly black, with no symbols of king or queen, only a, a pressed and flourished L decorated into its face. I can't help you. I'm sorry? But, but sir, I, I'd just like to know where they are. Where are they? Where are they, Alderman Lapont? Ergotism. 
Hmm. Makes enough sense, I suppose. I would say you'd best check with Dr. Keenly, but... Well, he's taken leave. We'll be out of town for the foreseeable future. So all I can do is wish you the best of luck. Distraught and dejected, Orla Blackwater slowly walked back through the fort. She couldn't hear those who called to her as she strode down Main Street. She couldn't recount passing the Halifax Saloon. She didn't remember deciding to walk the long way back to her family's farm at River Hollow, and she had no idea how long she'd been sitting on a rock at the edge of that babbling tributary that ran through the woods behind her home, snaking its way through rock en route to Bedford Channel. She only remembered the steady hum, like gnats in her ear, that made her eyes feel heavy and hazy. What was she to do? Elizabeth, Arthur, Anne, Bridget. Orla hugged her knees and buried her face, repeating the names of her family over and over. Elizabeth, Arthur, Anne, Bridget. Elizabeth, Arthur, Anne, Bridget. Elizabeth, Arthur, Anne, Bridget. Who are they to you? <gasps> Pardon? The names you're muttering. Who are they to you? They're my family, sir. How about that? Pardon? Well, you'd rather sit about this here creek, muttering their names like a little old witch casting a spell, than spend your day with them. I... I... I would have loved nothing more than to spend the day with them. Well, then. Well, what? Well, what's stopping you? <sighs> Go on, then. I... I'm afraid I may be all alone now. Uh, is that so? Aye, sir, it is. I haven't seen them in longer than I care to admit. I don't know what's become of them. I don't know where they've gone. I don't know if they left me or if they were taken from me. And no one will tell me a damn thing. I wish I had good news for you, girl. But as best I know, you're not the only one with vanished kin. Whether that brings pain or comfort, I know not. But it may start you on the road to closure. Others? There... there are others who are missing. Aye, a fair few. W were they sick as well? Can't say. Wh why? Why can't you say? Why won't... Anyone just tell me where my family has gone. Please. I can't say, because I don't know. Oh. I'm sorry. Did you take my family and hide them from me? No. No, I didn't. Then don't be sorry. I'm sorry you're in pain. No one deserves to feel the way you feel.
You fish? I'm sorry? Do you like to fish? I... I've never tried. Is that so? You mean to tell me you've spent your whole life right here on the Bedford Channel, fed by the mighty Fraser River, wide and murky as she is, filled to the gills in salmon and sturgeon, and you've never been fishing? No, I haven't been. Would you like to come fishing with me? I'm... I'm not sure. Well, if ever you feel up to it. Every day I pack a lunch and a skin or something to keep me warm. I head down to the river and I cast my line. Over and over I cast it out into the river and I reel it back in. Rain or shine, I head down to the river. I despise the rain. The fish bite when it rains. Really? Really. The fish begin to jump too. They start low and use all their strength. They fight the current and they fling themselves into the air. I don't exactly know why, but it gives me pause for thought as I watch them fly for a brief moment. Seems a pure act of defiance in the face of their natural circumstance. Other days, they're in so much as a ripple, not even a nibble. Some days, I catch more than I can stuff into my wicker basket here, and other days I catch none at all, but every day I make my way right past here and down to the river. Why? Well, maybe I've been doing it for so long now, I... Don't know what else there is to do. Or perhaps it's simple. I also know what it's like to be desperately alone. I know how it feels to start my day so low that the only choice I have is to jump up into the air and defy it all. What if I can't? What if I don't want to anymore? Then you'll drown in it. When folks go missing around here, they don't come back. I know you don't want to hear it, but that's the truth of it. If no one's being straight with you, then they've got something to hide, and trust me, some secrets held are darker than you'd care to learn, and some fights can't be won, and some truths should be left to rest where they lay. You spend all your energy chasing fish that can't be caught. You'll wear yourself too thin to keep on making your way, and you'll drown. Mark my words. Stop us. I'm only giving you what you want. A little honesty. Shut up. Right. You ever feel up to fishing, you make sure to come find me. I'll be down at the river's edge, casting my line, and watching the fish fly when the rain falls. This episode was written, directed, and narrated by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Matt Black. Our theme song is by the wonderful Charlie P.S., this episode featured Maeve de Brun as Orla Blackwater, John Ware as the Fisherman, and Cole Weavers as Alderman LaPont. To find more information, or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website at thetownwhispers.com. Rate and review us online. Tweet us at The Town Whispers. Join us on Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Visit us on Facebook, or email us at the Town Whispers at pulpaudio.ca. The Town Whispers is a serialized horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio, distributed by Callum Doherty of the Rusty Quilt Network, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. I got the ghost of you inside of
He is a 